Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Now, Ibn Hisham narrates something that is deemed disturbing by a lot of people, especially some Orientalists. It has been reported by Ibn Hisham and others that when the Muslims were on their way from Badr back to Medina, two of those captives were executed. The death penalty was passed on them. And they are basically Uqba ibn Abi Mu'id, and the other one is Al-Nadr ibn Harith ibn Al-Harith. These two, supposedly as Ibn Hisham states, they were executed. So some are saying, you know, the Prophet said to his companions, be gentle with them, treat them like guests, and now the Prophet orders two of them to be executed? Well, you've got a discrepancy here. What's going on? We find that even some Orientalists, like William Muir, he is basically a Scottish Orientalist. He talks about this incident. I would like to read his direct quote. He said, two of the prisoners taken at bed, namely another ibn al-Harith and Uqba ibn Abi Mu'id, are reported to have been executed upon the order of Prophet Muhammad Then he says that according to numerous accounts deemed reliable, such as a number of narrations in Bukhari and Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabaqat, Uqba ibn Abi Mu'id, one of these two, was actually, he actually died in the battlefield. So if we take these reports that Uqba died in the battlefield at Badr, he was fatally wounded and he died there, how can we accept the report of Ibn Hisham that this guy was executed on the way to Medina? There's a discrepancy there. So basically this Orientalist, this Orientalist is saying, we're not sure that the Prophet actually gave such orders. So my response to that is Ibn Hisham has made these claims, what, what, what is his source? This may be not a reliable source. We don't know for sure that the Prophet executed, you know, this man and the other one. These are claims. Assuming that the Prophet did have them executed, scholars have justified it in the following manner. That all the other prisoners of war, they were eventually freed. These two were executed because they showed intent that they still wanted to mobilize and pursue killing Muslims. So for the welfare and the well-being of all Muslims and the Medina community, the death penalty was, you know, passed on to them. But there's nothing inhumane about that. But remember, we'll go back to the first point. We don't have any evidence that the Prophet actually did that. There are conflicting reports. Ibn Hisham says, you know, Uqba got executed on the way to Medina, whereas Bukhari and other sources are saying what? He died in the battlefield. So when you have such a discrepancy, we cannot say for sure that the Prophet ordered him to be killed. And by the way, anytime you see in the Prophet's biography that he ordered for someone to be killed, you have to investigate and see what the context was. Was that really the case? Let me give you another example. When Zainab was being taken from Mecca to Medina, one of the Meccans by the name of Hubbar, he heard that Zainab is now being transported to Medina. Zainab was pregnant at the time. So he started chasing her 
and he terrorized her to the point where she miscarried. She had a fetus that was more than five months old, a fully formed fetus, an Islamic law that's just like a normal human being. He caused the death of that fetus. The Prophet heard, the Prophet said he deserves to be executed. Now some Orientals will tell you, oh see, somebody scared his daughter and she miscarried, the Prophet orders that man to be executed. The Prophet did say the person has, to, you know, it deserves to be executed. But then Hubbar managed to come to the Prophet, he stood before the Prophet, he told him, forgive me. I apologize and I become Muslim. The Prophet freed him. Even though the man had blood on his hands, but the Prophet freed him. So when you hear these reports, investigate that the Prophet really have this person executed? Was it a threat? Was it something else the Prophet said? Did he accept his apology? Anyone who would come to the Prophet and stand before him, Ya Rasulullah, forgive me, the Prophet would forgive him. We don't have an instance where someone came before the Prophet, the Prophet says, no, kill him in front of me. That never happened. He would always accept their apology, even those who would slander the Prophet. So whenever you hear these reports, first of all, a lot of them are unreliable reports. There may be conflicting reports. Because oftentimes, those people who are Islamophobes, they do bring up this stuff. Another example, maybe we'll examine it later in our biography class. Um, a, a woman by the name of Al-Asma. Al-Asma basically, in lines, of, in lines of poetry, she defamed the Prophet. And the Prophet told his companions, supposedly, he told one of his companions, you know, basically he told them, shame on you. Why doesn't any one of you bring me her head? So one of his companions said, I went, I sneaked into her house, into her room. She was sleeping and she was breastfeeding her child. I took the child, I moved him to the side. And she was still sleeping. And then I took, I took out the dagger and I just, you know, stabbed her to death. And then I came to the Prophet, I told him, Ya Rasulullah, mission accomplished and he was very happy. This is mentioned in Sunni sources. And a lot of people will say, you know, what kind of terrorism is this? So how do we respond to claims like that? So first of all, let's do our research. Who says that this is true? Maybe someone fabricated this and wanted to paint a negative image of the Prophet That's number one. Number two, logistically when you examine the details, it kind of doesn't fit. The guy sneaks into her room and she had babies sleeping around her as the hadith said. And she was breastfeeding and he took the baby to the side and she didn't feel anything because he told the Prophet, I stabbed her and she was still sleeping. What is she, dead, alive? What kind of deep sleep is that? Somebody storms into your room and he takes your child away and you're breastfeeding your child and you can't feel it? It looks concocted, it looks fabricated, right? Number three, assuming, assuming that did happen, not in this way of course, assuming the Prophet said she deserves the capital punishment, well what did she do? The way they frame it, oh she just said some lines of poetry, no. Maybe she conspired, maybe she had blood on her hands, maybe she was mobilizing people to kill Muslims, you have to see what she did. The Prophet doesn't just, you know, order someone to be executed like that. So remember the story of Al-Asma, you will probably hear it, Islamophobes sometimes bring it up, that's not true, we dispute that. Even the logistics of the story tell us that there's something wrong with the story, it just doesn't add up the way that it happens. So the Prophet he really did treat the prisoners of war very humanely.